It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast tonight. David Locke along with Ron Boone. Ron will be joining into the picture here in a second. Uh, Jazz losing tonight 102 to 84 or so was the final, 102 to 84. Story of the night is a 19 to 2 run by the Clippers to open up the third quarter, and this is this is the concern for the Jazz. As good as you are defensively, the other guys are NBA players, and they're going to get hot. The same thing happened in Minnesota for a short period of time. And can the Jazz combat these runs when they happen? Well, you know, again, you, you always want to keep fighting. You never know what's going to happen. Jazz came close to winning the basketball game in Minnesota strictly because they had fought and stayed at it and got back into it. Tonight, a little bit different story. I mean, the, the uh, Clippers made some tough shots down the stretch. Jazz get within six and still end up losing the basketball game here by 16. So did you see a defensive breakdown from the Jazz, or you just see the Clippers make shots? I just saw them make shots. You, you look at the shot Patrick Beverly makes over uh, someone in their face. The shot that um, uh, Blake Griffith made with over Derek Favors. I mean, they made some shots now, and they got the, the got to the rim. This, I think I... Watching them play, I agree with you. I think this is a little bit better team than what um, than what I thought, anyway. I picked them fourth in the West this year. Now they got to stay healthy. Both Danilo Gallinari and Blake Griffin have a history of not being healthy, and but that's this is the team I think finishes fourth. I I, I love their offense, what they have. I think they'll be able to play defensively. Uh, the question for the Jazz is the the offensive drought tonight. The Jazz did not have a have a great night offensively. Uh, it was like their offense was in spurts, uh, which is not good. I mean, you want to be consistent, especially when you don't have a very good shooting team. You want you want to try to be a little more consistent, I, I, I think, in order to stay, stay in basketball games. But you just look at the way that the, the Jazz started the ball game off. They can't afford to do that as well, especially on the road. You know, what's interesting, Ron, about this team offensively is seen as it Part of what works for them is getting certain guys to get kind of carry them for periods, but I don't know if they're always going to be able to find the, that guy, right? Like you, they're not. It's not like Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook, and Paul George, where it's totally obvious. But we've had, you know, in the winning against Denver, AB had a little stretch, and Joe Ingles had a stretch in this game, and 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 so I, almost in the first half and open part of the third, just nobody got hot, and we don't have guys that necessarily are always going to be hot. And I don't know about you, I don't think that that's necessarily a good thing. You you'd like to have guys like Blake that you can rely on, that you know that's going to uh, give you so many points and so many rebounds and you know things like that, and not have to win to have to search every basketball game to find that guy. I mean that that's awfully tough to do. But, you know, the Jazz don't have that guy, so they're going to have to, uh, I don't know, just Well, I mean, because Rubio's the guy that kept them in the game early. Rubio yeah. has ten mm-hmm. or eight or ten points in the first quarter. Mitchell kind of wills them back with the hot streak as he finally saw the top come off the basket. So th- that seems to be the way the Jazz are going to be, and you're right. It's not a great it's, – it's a very difficult way to live offensively. What is also true is this defense has just been great all year. The Clippers got hot. I don't think the defensive numbers will be that good by the end of tonight. Just as the Clippers, the game got down to six. The Clippers scored on seven straight possessions to close the game, which was really impressive by by them. And so our defense numbers won't be great. But for a period of time again tonight, the defensive numbers were just amazing. Now the Jazz, and this is against a good team. I mean, they have now played four teams 
that I think are all going to be upper-end offensive teams, right? I mean, I think Denver will be a top-10 offensive team. Minnesota, top-10 offensive team. Oklahoma City won't be a top-10 offensive team because Carmelo kills you. This will be a top-10 offensive team. Actually, Minnesota will be. Or, excuse me, Oklahoma City won't be. But the, So three of them are top-10 offenses, and the Jazz defense really shut all of them down at different times along the way. And that's the, the very reason that you and I were discussing that the Jazz need to survive the month of November uh, because of the team that they're playing uh, and, and the Jazz are still working on trying to get better offensively. Defensively, I think this team is definitely going to hold their arm all season long defensively. But, you know, the, the offense is, is something that uh, they need to be consistent at in order to stay in ballgames. You know, what I, Alec uh, Bickmore says, hey, there's going to be games like this. Jeremy Perez says, I won't lie, the Clippers played a great game. But that third quarter lag is what secured the game for them. Lots of sloppy plays and management of effort seemed like a war of stamina and attrition. You know, I think, I think sometimes it's a war of attrition on our, us for us to find offense, at, and that's going to be the story. Um, let's go big picture for a second. When the year started, what we talked about was the Jazz going 2-2 two and two in this stretch against four Western Conference expected playoff teams. I don't know if I really think Denver's going to make the playoffs, but let's just go with it. Um, they've done that. They now have a stretch. I don't have it in front of me. That's you know Tomorrow's a big one. Like, don't go slip up in Phoenix. They come home. They have... They have winnable games here for the most part in the next 10 games. Phoenix and then Dallas on Monday. Uh, hopefully, you know, they could be, what, 4-2 and two during, during that time. And then... I have it right here if you want it. Do you have it? We go Phoenix, L.A., and then uh, Dallas right, I mean, so, on Monday. I mean, those are three games. I mean, this next upcoming stretch for the Jazz. Sorry, I have a little static electricity Portland here. And, and Toronto after that. Yeah, what Ron just said. So you play Phoenix, the Lakers, Dallas. You'd hope to win all three of those. You may not, but it, Portland's going to be tough. They're playing great. Toronto is I'm gonna is going to be the number one seed in the East this year. Just putting on the record. Uh, at Houston, so that's tough. But back to Philly, Miami, Brooklyn, Minnesota at home before you really start going East. So this next stretch is going to be interesting because those are, you know, maybe most importantly, Ron, Phoenix, Lakers, Dallas, all not top ten, top ten offensive teams. Portland will be. Toronto probably won't. Houston will be. Philly won't be. Miami won't be. Brooklyn won't be. And then Minnesota. So we get to see what happens when the defense goes up against a not very good offensive team here for some some opportunities to really stymie people. Well, Quinn will get this team ready. I mean, he'll have them prepared. I just love the way he he runs his practices. I love the way he gets the most out of guys and and. Uh, and again, you know, as we discussed, so important for the month of November just to be around or above 500. Just don't bury yourself at this month. Two and two out of the stretch is pretty good. That wraps up our Facebook Live as well as our postcast. Thanks for tuning in. Ron and I will be back with you tomorrow on the floor an hour before the game in Phoenix. Have a great night. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.